This episode is a collection of the experiences and conversations we had during World Pride. Enjoy! June 15th. Nadia and I both have seen the reading of Drowning in Cairo by Adam El Saig, and we're both excited to see it in play form. It's part of the World Pride lineup in New York. Are you excited, Nadia? Yeah, totally. I mean, um, the play like is great based on the reading. Um, excited to see it physicalized. Also excited to see Adam support him. We all got some be gay do crime shirts criminal queerness themed also obnoxious yeah adam are you excited yes i'm super excited is this the last one uh no tomorrow is the last one yeah how has it gone great we've had three runs so far and they've all gone really well we're now in the auditorium about to see the play and I'm next to Whitney right now. I'm very excited to support my friend's artistic work. It's the completed project. It's a very, very exciting time. There's even chairs on the stage where the audience can sit on the stage. That is just so neat. That's interactive. I'm, it's theater. interactive. It's so great. And we have these nice drinks. Adam, the playwright, has been nice enough to tend bar. And I'm just called? the drink is called Sex on the Nile, which is just so clever. I'm in a more on a more serious note. I'm very proud of Adam for undertaking this very heavy artistic endeavor to write a play on very serious topics that affect a large number of people and that really everyone should be should see and should at least be aware of so congratulations to him I'm very excited to be here to support him and to be with friends also supporting him also supporting the arts and I'm just again just so proud thank you very much and this is during the talkback right after the play I'm going to have to intercept here because as you can tell the sound quality is not great so what we missed is the actors talked about how they got into their characters it was really interesting hearing about that they played Moody, Khaled, Taha and the uh, security guard so instead of getting to hear from the actors I will at least give you a little summary of the play so I'm going to read this from the newplayexchange.org website it is May 2001 in Cairo Moody, Khaled, and their servant Taha are on the Queen Boat, a gay nightclub docked on the Nile. When an unexpected police raid results in the arrest and public humiliation of the attendees, the lives of these young men are altered forever. Drowning in Cairo weaves budding romances, class differences, and familial expectations into a loving portrait of three men who all struggle to rebuild their lives against all odds. So the event that we're at here is the National Queer Theater that happens from June 13th to July 7th as part of the World Pride lineup. This one happens at the IRT Theater. 
And one incident that kept coming up as something that um, marked people's own understanding of their queerness and of the community and of their relationship to the law was Queen Boat. Um, now, obviously, like 2012 was right after the revolution, and there was uh, another revolution slash food, depending on who you are, in 2013, and so on. And so, at that time, there started to become more and more crackdowns, which I depict um, somewhat in the play. Um, and Queen Boat kept consistently coming up as this event um, that had that was kind of a paradigm shift in how queer people thought about themselves in, in Egypt, at least. And so. Um, Obviously, there are there are a lot of countries, 69 countries exactly, where being same-sex activity is criminalized. The UAE, which is where I grew up, is one of them. Egypt is another. Uh, obviously, each of these manifests differently. Um, I would say that Egypt is one of the 69 that um, more aggressively uh, per persecutes queer people versus like Abu Dhabi or Dubai, um, and so. Um, yeah, definitely growing up, growing up back and forth, having that understanding of um, being a part of the community in Egypt, but also not, because I was consistently, for the most part, an outsider, um, looking at it or being a part of it, um, but not being, having quite been raised there, helps me understand. So an audience member commented about the element of the play where someone is trying to hold on to their religion in a way, or at least the rituals, while also being themselves, being queer, and how they struggled with that. Um, and so here's commentary from one of the actors. Well, I'm actually, I'm not Muslim or queer, but here's the thing. We still have the same, it's still connected. Like, I know when I, I go to church, say, once every whatever. Uh, but all of a sudden, you need God and you want to pray when you're in that moment where you're like, shit, what do I do? I hope nobody finds out. And you actually, you do forget you forget that you're disconnected. And then he mentions it, in the, and I think that goes across for everything. Uh, I think that's what's like universal in a sense. Um, I think it drives from how would your family, if they find out you would look like, how the church or the mosque or however you were raised would, would look down on you and your friends and, and so on. So. I think it's the fear of doing something wrong, even though you know you can't change anything about it. I think uh, we all can relate to it in the sense that if you can't get help from anywhere, the closest thing next is either your religion or, if that's not there, something else. Uh, whatever foundation you come from. So, for me, that's how I, I thought about it. Just like praying to God, like just being like, okay. I, yeah, sorry. No, but I'm the, of the three of us, I'm the only one who doesn't speak Arabic. So I had to learn, and I, you know, I I'm, I'm, uh, wasn't raised Muslim, so I had to learn the, um, the words. So it wasn't too difficult to forget. <laughs> but I think that part of it, you know, thinking about uh, my, you know, my mother comes from a uh, Muslim background, and I think she was very deeply resentful of uh, Islam for many reasons, uh, um, and I, I, that's sort of what I tapped into, was like that sort of kind of thinking that Moody's relationship with Islam is just, it's complicated because yeah, you want to turn to God in these dark moments, but then again, it's really because of this religion, or you know, rather how people have contorted the religion um, to be totally, you know, make him feel ostracized by it. So there's, I, I think that he had a lot of bitterness 
when it came to the prayer. And it was like, you know what, fuck this. Like, I know how to do this, but ultimately, this isn't going to help me. My, my character only really has one scene where he even mentions religion and how he used to practice and now it doesn't. And I actually do not identify with that at all because I'm a very devout Muslim person and also queer. And I've had a lot of fights within myself and with my family about how can you be Muslim and queer. But um, I think you can because you can literally be whatever you want. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it's something that, like you said, I do think that religion has been contorted quite a bit over the thousands of years that it has existed, which is natural because the earth itself has been contorted, so why not the words of man, you know, or God or whatever. And I don't believe that there is a, such a thing as a God that is so vengeful and spiteful that he would create gay people just to condemn them. And that is an issue I've always had with not only Islam, but with every other religious faith that condemns homosexuality or queerness or whatever it is in general, because that doesn't make any sense to me because the purpose of God is that He's all forgiving. So why, why would why would He just condemn us? So that's um that's my own conclusion I've drawn and something that I think no very few Muslims in this world would agree with me on. But I mean whatever because that's that's I mean we have a saying in Arabic where we say which means everybody everybody has their own religion and let God be His judge and don't worry about it. Don't worry about other people. Just worry about yourself. You know. And that's just what I have always embodied. And I think that's okay to do. And I don't see why not, you know. But on that note, there have been moments where I have forgotten, you know, about faith and about God in life for many reasons. And it is in those times, like you were saying, where it's like you think about the the wrath of others and the wrath of God and like the, the kind of, oh, fuck it, like why? I don't even care. And you know, that's a really real thing. And I think everyone has their own personal journey as to what that means to them. And it's worth the time to figure it out without worrying about so-and-so's interpretation of this one sentence from this passage. Like, nah, man, it's, it's you. And then you do you. And that's fine, I think. Just to cap that. <laughs> um, from the writing perspective, I would say that uh, Gonna go back to 2012 and just moved to Egypt, and I feel like um, religion was very tumultuous at that moment, both in my own life and kind of like in the zeitgeist, of particularly where I was in Cairo, um, um, where there were a lot of people who were secular. There were a lot of people who had that thing where they were kind of unsure about their beliefs, but also not practicing and doing some things but not other things, and so on. And then there were people who were quite religious and. Um, guilty about that and I kind of wanted to create that contrast in the three characters where each of them related to religion in a different way but also related to religion in a different way at different points in their trajectory and how that sometimes intersected and sometimes it didn't so even when he was most bitter in the scene in the prison and doesn't want to read the Quran then like in the next scene like his tribe does not want to uh, be intimate with Doha because he's, he feels guilty about that and so there's um, there's there's this one thing that I'm particularly fascinated by, which is not necessarily, which does not necessarily only pertain to Islam, but to um, religion in general, which is that we we claim to believe things or claim to have certain ideas, but then um, do things that are different. And so Moody claims to not 
believe in religion, but also still still has faith to a point that he does not want to be intimate because he hopes religion can save him. Great. Um, then someone asks, what Adam's hopes are for LGBT folks in Egypt? Yeah, please. I think something that has come up in almost every talk back uh, is that um, there's very there are very few forms of activism that are actually effective in the context of Egypt, uh, either on the ground there or from here, or even a play like this. A play like this, which it's like it's wonderful, but you also have to wonder how is this having an effect on the community there uh, at this moment in time. And so, um, like I, I would say that. I don't ima I'm not sure what is my utopia vision for, I mean, hopefully no more persecution down the line. Um, but I, I, I don't see how, like at the moment, the only forms of activism that have been effective are very grassroots initiatives, kind of like what Taha does in the play, hosting people who have been disenfranchised, who have been made homeless. Um, I would say that other, other things that have been happening more recently particularly with crackdowns in the past three or four years, are is the fact that a lot of people have been fleeing the country and seeking asylum uh, because most of the LGBT activists have been persecuted or sought out by the government. And um, some forms of activism that have been effective is um, offering people uh, attorney support for asylum seekers, um, even like something as, um, something that is seemingly trivial, like paying for someone's ticket to leave Egypt because um, a ticket from Egypt to New York is um, like the equivalent of a thousand dollars, which is like for a lot of for a lot of people, for most people in Egypt, that's like four months of like four months of their salary. Um, and so, um, I would say that there are these very grassroots initiatives that have that are effective, um, but in the larger scheme, I, I I don't see a trajectory that would lead to where I hope the world is, where I hope things are in twenty years. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if this play did inspire you to some kind of action, uh, I would definitely encourage you to check out Immigration Equality. Uh, there's information about them in your program. And uh, they've been a, a really wonderful partner. They, they brought uh, a young man named Hussein on Thursday um, to talk with, with Adam and the rest of us, uh, who's a, a young asylum seeker from Egypt. Um, and they pair pro bono immigration attorneys with LGBT refugees and asylum seekers. Um, so if you're interested in uh, supporting uh, LGBTQ communities in some of these 69 countries, like they're definitely a good local organization to, to support. Yeah. June 26th. We're at the airport about to go to New York. Is and this going to be a voice documentary? I think so. I, just in case we want to use this as like the start. Yeah, so, so anyway. So how, how are you feeling? Great, I'm really excited for the trip, and yeah. Excited for the first time ever, I didn't get hassled by the TSA going through security for any reason. That was a definitely historic moment. Yeah, so, <laughs> very, uh, very proud of the progress. <laughs> Ahmed, what are you most excited about? I uh, haven't been to New York in like 10 years, no, nine years. So it's been a while and I'm sure things have changed and I know a bunch of people who are going, so that should be fun. Like, you know, it's going to be a lot of exploring, catching up and all of that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, not be on my diet for, for you know, six <laughs> days, for six days. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Vacation. You're doing vacation right. Yeah. And we are doing this uh, documentary, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Well, it might be on our, on our episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll figure it out. 
What are you most excited about, Ellie? Being gay and doing crimes. June 27th. Okay. okay. Hey, so we have someone who was here at Stonewall um, 50, 50 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. What's, your name? What's your name? Bob Gibbons. Awesome. Thank yeah. you for talking about this. Um, just what, I, what do you remember from that night? Well, what that I remember day? is that I was at another bar uh -huh. down, down here on uh, Christopher Street, and I was walking home, and I came down here, and there were all police out front, which wasn't unusual at a gay bar. Yeah. So everybody's, eh, yeah, yeah. So they raided a bar again. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I've been in a number of those. And so then we found out that they were, uh, that they were fighting back inside. Wow. So all of us were out here, and then the crowd started growing, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then finally the police got so scared, they went in the bar to, to hide. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they went inside. They were afraid of the crowd. You know? <laughs> nice. Yeah. So... We, so did you throw rocks? No, no, we didn't. <laughs> I didn't throw any rocks. That's limitation. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'll protest, but I don't throw things. And then, um, well, they broke the windows and all that stuff. But um, then um, the next, so it lasted quite a long time that night. But then the next night we came back on, it was a Friday night also. And we came back on Saturday and we had a big protest here. And they tried to keep us back. And so when they pushed us this way, yeah. we went around the block and came in this way. <laughs> so, so it was, you know, so we kept it up for a while, you know. So. Have you lived here in New York since then? Um, yeah, I was yeah. here until, uh, let's see, until uh, 9-11. And then I moved to Rochester, New York with a boyfriend. And then I lived there for like 15 years. And then I reunited with this man that I'm now married to and we knew each other from 1980 and we were both looking for each other and then we found each other and one night one morning when we woke up he said would you marry me and I said sure <laughs> so what do you say to our audience our audience are mostly you know Medi Middle Eastern North African background but also from all sorts of ethnicities and all stages of coming out what do you want to tell them Keep fighting. <laughs> I mean, it's not over yet. And I still, you know, I still do protests and whatever. I, you know, I, I got involved in everything, everything yeah. that was going on. Uh, when the AIDS crisis hit, I worked with people with AIDS. I worked for an organization which still exists, uh, GMHC. Okay. It's a gay men's health crisis. Um, I also worked with another group which uh, was uh, GMSMA, which is the gay men's SM activists, and we oh, did a lot of right. And we did a lot of stuff too. And we started uh, the thing that was on last weekend, yeah. the Folsom Street East. Yeah, I, so I've been just, there. Right, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well, the group not, not I was this with week, but years ago, yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, the group that I was with then, we're the ones who started it. Nice. Yeah, and then we, I also started the quilt workshop here in New York which was in San Francisco and then when we went to Washington DC to see the quilt unfolded for the first time um, I, I was working with someone with AIDS and when on our way back home he said we're starting a, a quilt workshop in New York so we did you know and then we worked with San Francisco and so it's still got, going on and, oh yeah and we gave them all the quilts that we had made here and, and stuff so and you know and I just keep going on yeah. And now I, um, now I'm, I'm kind of, I'm retired now, but I still get involved, and I work with a, a food pantry up in the Hudson Valley where I live now. Yeah. yeah. 
Amazing. So I'm always working, always well, doing thank something. You thank you for thank you for everything you've done. You. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like we tell the young people, yeah. we're the generation who kicked down the doors yes. so you guys could walk through. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We are very grateful. But you still and we have need to, to keep go. it down. We yeah. need to keep it. You got to keep it moving. Yeah. Keep yeah. it moving. Otherwise, yeah. it, it'll get re-shut. And kick the door for the next generation. Right. Yeah. 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 It never ends. Yeah. Thank you. So good. Thank you. June twenty eighth. We're on the train right now. It's about 1.30 a.m. and on early Friday morning. We just had a really good meetup with some podcast listeners. They were so cool. So we went to this coffee shop, met up with several really amazing people. And then we, um, some folks left and then the rest of us went to a hookah bar. And because we of course we did. Because of course we did. And we stayed there for several hours. And it was a lot of fun. We basically taught very gay literature. Yes. Yeah, so... It was... I... So, you want some recommendations? We got Utina if you want your knights gay and female. We got Heralds of Valdemar if you want a male and gay. You got yeah. Swords Point if you want established gay couple in middle fantasy. We got, like, Swords Point if you want the same thing, but younger and newer. So, yeah, we, we that's... We basically were very gay and very talkative and it took up a lot of space in a hookah bar. I am sorry. It was wonderful. It was really fun. Did you have a good time? Yeah, no, today's meetup was really good. Thank you very much for everyone who attended. Like, we met so many people. Like, I personally met so many people that we haven't met before. And, like, I don't know, interesting conversation. And I felt like, you know, we knew all these people. Yeah. We have been friends for a while. Like. I truly believe we are a community, not just a podcast. Like we seem to be have a lot in common. Just, it felt yeah. so familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like uh, I don't know. Like the conversation was so laid back, so easy. Like nothing, no, like you know, like it wasn't. Was it like stressful or or uh, official or awkward or like it didn't feel like a first time meeting kind of thing? Yeah, that's how it felt for me too. It was just like so natural talking to everyone. So thank you all again. I know. Yeah, I know. And now we have, I think, more ideas for future episodes. I think after this weekend, we're gonna have a lot of work yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, uh, good refueling. Yeah. What are you looking forward? What else are you looking forward to this weekend? Well, um, we're going to go to Trans Day of Action, uh, a rally. We're also going to go to the Dyke March, you know, whoever wants to. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to Yala Party. Yala Party, and yeah. And the plan is then to go to the, you know, actual Pride Parade on Sunday and march with Tut Up, hopefully. Yeah. And then to Color Me Queer. Party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, whole, okay. Yeah, okay. so I'm looking forward to all of it. We're going to go see Nadia dance. Awesome. And, yeah, is there anything in particular you're most excited for? I think I can't wait for the march itself. In a way, I feel like the world will be marching for, like, I don't know. I don't, th I don't know if anything like that has happened before, like. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, like, you know, New York City is big to start with, but now there are so many people from around the U.S. and around the world. So, like, I mean, for all of them to come here 50 years after the fact and, right. and commemorate that thing. So it was so amazing that we met Bob. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. at Stonewall. Yeah. 
50 years ago. Yeah, and he like, was so humble about it. Like, yeah, I loved his attitude. He yeah. was like, I feel like a celebrity right now because yeah. so many people wanted to talk to him. And he wasn't planned, like, he wasn't, like, sitting there on a platform. Like, no. just somebody told somebody, oh, this guy was here. Yeah. And, like, that's how we found out we about overheard. him. It's not like yeah. he was there in an official capacity. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. so cool. And we were like, hey, we have this little podcast. And he was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> so, yeah. all right, well, we'll be back. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. yeah. Well, we shall be back. Yes. Okay, so we're at trans, uh, the Trans Day of Action rally uh, in March. And we just ran into someone with a shirt in Arabic that says Brooklyn. So, hey, what's your name? My name is Sunila. Well, I came to the first ever Trans Day of Action in 2004, and I was when I was uh, and I was an intern at the Sylvia Rivera Law Project. And I've been trying to come whenever I'm I'm able to since then. I think it's I think it's the coolest event that happens at Pride, and I think it's like I think it's the vanguard of uh, radical politics at the Pride, so I always try to be here. Yeah, we're really happy to hear about it. Have you lived in New York this whole time? Uh, most of the time, yeah. I've been based in New York since I was in university. Um, before that, I was a ki when I was a kid, I was in India with my family. Yes. What part? Uh, in the north in New Delhi. Yeah. And I actually got interested in Arabic while I was in university here because I had uh, some relatives who lived in the Middle East. And when it was time to take language classes, I was like, let me explore that instead of just, you know, taking whatever, you know, something else. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Tried to stick with it. Yeah. That's hard. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, cool. thanks for talking with us. I would love to hear the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, How um, many episodes do you have yet? We're at like 70. 70? 70 English episodes and like 22 Arabic episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who does the Arabic episode? Our friend Ahmed. He's not here today. He's with another friend in okay. another part of Manhattan right now. Wait, Ahmed Al-Hadi? No, no, no. Okay. So he's our friend who lives in Houston. Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I would love to, you know, tell them I can also do the Arabic uh, yes, podcast. Yes, that would be amazing. Yeah. Okay, yes. I'll let him know. Yeah, yeah you can find... Okay, you can, turn it, yeah. uh, you can find me on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. If, if anyone wants to reach out to you, should they contact you like directly or through us? Either way is fine. What's yeah. your like, Instagram? Or I don't... Facebook? I'm on... In, um, my On Facebook, I'm Sunila with two E's. S-U-N-E-E-L-A. Okay. And my Instagram is uh, sumsum, S-U-M-S-U-M, Neela, N-E-E-L-A. Yeah. Sum -sum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you again. Yeah. June 29th. So we are here in New York. It's uh, World Pride. And uh, I don't know. We are sitting at a diner. It's super busy. It seems like the whole universe is here. So how, how's it going for you guys? It's doing pretty well. I'm very happy. So what, what, today, what, what are you doing in New York? Why, why are you here? I'm gonna get the parade. What else? Get the party, be happy, see what the hell's going on around the streets. I wanna go to Stonewall. 
So speaking of Stonewall, when did you when did you learn about Stonewall? Like when well like when did you hear about it for the first time? Like last year? Yeah. Just this weekend? This time. Right now. I'm not very good with history. Okay. So it's okay. okay. I wanna go to Stonewall. That's my main purpose in this trip. It's not the party, it's not the play, it's just history. Pride was a protest, right? Yes. I don't know. So how do you feel about New York? Like, forget World Pride. How do you feel about New York itself? That's what they've been saying. It's the capital of the world. It's the capital of the world. It is, it's too um, big, too dirty, too complicated. Not too... at all. I mean, it is nice. I really, really liked it. I won't live in it because it's way too rushing. But I do still love it. I mean, it's... Uh, you have everything. You can have whatever so you can imagine you can do. So it's the whatever woman that you, you want. fall in love with, but you don't marry? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Or the man, or the man. He was 25, right? On the yes. It's, uh, it's just great. It's fun. It's, uh, you can go theater. You can go coffee. You can go dancing. You can go clubbing. You can do whatever you want. I mean, there is anything. Everything for everybody. You can go to the theater. That's the main thing. <laughs> one of my favorites. It is one of my favorites. So I'm here at a random table. I stopped at a random table at the diner. So where are you guys from? Massachusetts. Western. Oh, everybody? Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. So what got you to New York? Well, I kind of know the answer. A train. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Why? Why are you coming to World Pride? I it's World Pride. It's the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. Right? Like, come on, like it's it's iconic. We it's iconic. Here. We couldn't right, miss right, it. Right. So, what have you done so far in New York? Like, for the people who are not here, what do you want to tell them? Uh, get a collar shirt. <laughs> you won't get in the bar, honey. Also, that cheesecake looks amazing. Mm. I gotta stay fit for Pride. But yeah, so what are you looking forward to? Are you gonna go to the march on Sunday? Oh, 100%. Awesome, awesome. Any other thoughts? Alyssa Edwards. Yes, we gotta see her today. That's what we're trying to do at Sephora. Alyssa Edwards. You know RuPaul's Drag Race, you know who she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know she was gonna be here. Sephora. Oh, wow. At four. Be there. More and more. Yeah. Okay. Well, this won't come out till much later, but uh, this was a group of people from Massachusetts. Mona. <laughs> yeah. Christian, Tia, Jay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Let's put it this way. If Christopher were straight, I'm straight too. And I like Cox as much as you do. Wait, so who do you think Christopher was? I don't know. He was, I don't think he was straight because, I mean, he was living in... In West Village. So the so sign says the gay, lesbian. Christopher says he's straight. I make it out because he was living in West Village with all the freaking queers from New York. So the so, sign, the sign says on one side. I don't know if side, was uh, fucking uh, straight or not. On one That's side. Doubt. That's what they should put an interrogatory sign over there, thinking about Christopher was straight or not. Period. I That's a fact. Is that a is that a hashtag Christopher was straight? That's a hashtag. I don't know what the fuck was Christopher, and I don't know if he was really straight, if he was sitting down in all this beautiful multicolor flag. Okay, so end of the story. So how are you doing? We are outside Stonewall, historic day. 
I'm doing fine. And you are in an amazing leather suit, so... Thank you so much. Tell me who you are, why are you here, all that spiel. I'm here because uh, we are celebrating the 50 years from Stonewall. It's history, and, right? And I'm from Denmark and from... Oh, you're from Denmark? Yeah. So you're so visiting the U.S.? We actually, I'm together with my friend from London. And oh, we, awesome. We, London, yeah, yeah, yeah. how are you doing? Sorry. Awesome. Yeah, so we are, we are actually living in London. Uh, I'm Danish, we are together in London. We have traveled here to celebrate. So the next World Pride is going to be in Copenhagen. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, correct. yeah. So you're looking forward to that? Ooh, I do. It's going to be amazing. Awesome. I can only recommend. Yes, I think it's 2021, right? I think it, so. It is. So it's a big recommendation. Awesome, awesome. We have a great gay community. Have you been to New York before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Perfecto. Thank you very much. You're welcome. My name is Jonathan Ritter. I'm an artist from California. What kind of artist? I'm an actor, songwriter, magician. Girl! Mime, all the things. Yes. Okay, so why are you here? So I am here to just to kind of be here and meet all of the people that are walking by Stonewall and taking pictures and just to commemorate 50 years, 50 years. of the riots. And pride is... We're still fighting for a lot of things, and we have so many freedoms, and so pride means something different to everybody. I'm, pr I'm gay, and I'm proud to be gay. Awesome. And that's what pride is. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I'm here outside Stonewall. I'm, I'm walking to a guy who has a sign that says, love is love. I'm Mark. Okay. Tell us a little more. This is the Queer Arabs podcast, so tell us a little more. Well, this is a program we started to help us fight the stigma of HIV. Awesome. It means whether you're positive or negative, be happy about where you are in your life. We're all in this together and not judge someone based on a status. So be stigma-free of HIV, love people no matter what. Awesome. When did you start with that? This is our 10th year doing this, and we've got teams this weekend that are here from all over the U.S. and in Canada to march in the parade with us tonight or tomorrow. Oh, man. So you'll be marching tomorrow. Absolutely. With which group? With the Team Friendly. Team Friendly. Awesome. Yeah, so love is love. Love is love. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Yeah, what's up? Awesome. So we are here under that sign that used to say Christopher Street, but now it says gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans, queer, intersex, asexual, non-binary, pansexual, and two-spirit, right? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So why are, you taking, why are you taking a picture there? I mean, it represents how like forward we're moving as a country, as a society. Um, and everything is like being more accepting and everything like that and I, I'm just here for it. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Where are you here from? Like who you are? Tell us a little bit. Oh, uh, my name is Eric. I'm from the Bronx. Um, okay, so you're local. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. Yeah, I'm yeah. a local. I've lived here my entire life awesome. in the city. Uh, yeah. Awesome. You should be proud. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so Eric. Much. Yeah, no problem. Being outside Stonewall is such a, an interesting feeling. You get choked up. You want to cry, you want to smile, you want to laugh. Stonewall is Stonewall. Like, no other place in the world has that significance to us, I guess. I mean, Stonewall. What, do you, what else can I say? How's your day going so far? It's been doing amazing. Pride has been going up to the top. The 50th anniversary has become a life for New York City. So we are with Tadab NYC at the Dyke March right now. Oh hey, my God. Ellie. My first Dyke March. Woo! Woo! Yeah, this is amazing. Just want you all to hear the sounds of it. 
Like teenage me is like swinging so hard right now, seriously. Like dream come true. Marching in the dike march. I'm not even joking. I've secret dream for so long. It's happening at World Pride of all things. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been in the presence of this many people this much cooler than me. You're cool, Ellie. Comparatively, no. All right, bye. I feel like I can talk to you. What do you want to talk about, baby? You tell me. I don't know who you are, why are you here, what are we doing here? Oh my god. My name is E. This is Jalisha. We work for Go Magazine. It's the only free lesbian magazine in the country. What? So we're here. Tell we us some came. more. We have a lot of lesbian listeners. Oh my god, so we just came more. from the Dyke March. The Dyke March started up at Bryant Park. It just finished up at Washington Square Park. We just got rid of 20 boxes of the only free lesbian magazine in the country. GoMag.com. Thanks for coming to New York, y'all. Love you. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. We are walking back from Dyke March. Oh, okay. You're not like we just ran into some other people walking from there. And I believe one of our co-hosts uh, was at the Dyke March. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how was it? Tell us about it. Uh, it was very sweet. It always makes me so happy to see so many different generations yeah. of people celebrating together. And there were drums. The, what did you say? The Brazilian drum? There's like a Brazilian oh, drum uh, band. I love and it. yeah, and everybody had their amazing signs. Yeah, some of the signs are really good. Are you from New York or are you visiting here? I'm from New York, yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome. So what else? What are you looking forward to? Are you going to participate tomorrow? Yeah, we're going to go to the Queer Liberation March, which is happening, which we're very excited about. Love it. And what time is that? That's the same one as the main, like, is no, that the parade or is, am I thinking of something it's else? It's actually a political march that is anti-corporate and about the sort of critiquing how corporate the Pride March has become. What, what time is that? That is starting at 9.30 and then goes to Central Park at 1 to 3. Cool, cool. You're selling some Pride stuff. You're selling some other T-shirts. Tell us a little bit. How's it going? Yes, I, I'm New York City's map man, Mr. P. Lee. And I have all five boroughs in multiple colors. Oh, God. Do we you got do this the Pride. every year? Do you do this every year? Well, I, this is my first year doing the Pride Parade here. And I definitely, I've got colors to match the Pride Parade's concept. So I, I'm out here to do this for Pride. June 30th. We're at the Queer Liberation March right now at Stonewall, and I'm here with Nadia, Ellie, Ahmed, another friend who I don't know hey, if he Ellie. wants to be named, <laughs> Leslie. So we were trying to decide all day, do we go to just the Queer Liberation March, do we go to the regular march and march with Chadab? We are like, so many decisions because both have their own, you know, pros and well this has no cons why not both yeah yeah so we're, we're, we're trying to do both um you'll find out later if we were successful at that um yeah i think after going to dyke march and trans day of action it was really nice to be at um like alternative more radical counter pride events um that are not so corporate and police heavy although there's like a bunch of cops around us right now and like a bunch of barriers so you know i don't think we can get away yeah, from that yeah um that's just kind of happening 
Um, so it was really cool to be able to go to this. Um, but the alternative is that um, it's also cool to have that kind of visibility with the ton of NYC um, presence at the like mainstream pride parade and being able to like I like to think there's something radical in inserting that into um, spaces which are like typically like yeah. corporate white queer heavy um, yeah but I don't know I don't I, I don't know I'm really ambivalent about most things <laughs> um, I think it's important though yeah to, I think both both elements are important so hopefully we I think we are going to both. We already committed. Yeah. We registered. Yeah. Registering means you're in. Um, you're so now, now we have like a gay agenda. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very gay agenda for today. And then Nadia's like doing an international trip at yeah. the end of the day. There's a lot. It's a lot There's on the gay lot. agenda. <laughs> yeah. Leslie, do you want to talk? Just like, what? Like, why did you come to the queer? Liberation March and not like the regular one. Oh, Most, mostly working? because I have work. That's <laughs> very slightly. practical reason. Very practical, but also um, I've never I've been to one Pride, but I've never like marched because I got there after the march part. Um, and I don't know. I just spent an entire year critiquing like corporate prides and like a lot of stuff like that so I feel like also in line with my ethos is the queer liberation march yeah that makes sense so where are we tell us where are we and why are we here <laughs> it's the queer liberation march and um, it's the reclaim pride march so, so why do we have this march I guess why is it it's in response to the heritage of pride um, which is not been inclusive and this is a response to that okay so uh, just like like where are this is a queer liberation march? That's right. Which is not the Pride Parade. Not the Heritage of Pride Parade. No, awesome. we're, we're separate. Awesome. Yeah. So, so what, why do we have this event? And yeah. Like, well, we really decided um, after a couple of years uh, that we needed to get back to the roots of the march, which is an actual political activist march that that uh, actually had problems with the way the government treated us and the way that corporations were so fully over-embraced by the parade. So we wanted to go back to the political march model uh, without corporations, without police, if at all possible, that type, and centering marginalized people. Awesome, awesome. So so everyone is invited to this one, but of course. some the non-invited parties are the corporations, I guess? Or? Yeah, we have yeah. no corporate sponsors. We did fundraising on our own. We're all volunteers. No one's getting paid. Um, it's really a grassroots community effort. And so we want folks who have, you know, community groups, just regular folks who can okay. step in off the street at any point. Yeah. Because that's the other problem with that parade is yeah. that it's, it's blocked off. Does this march happen in other cities when around the Pride-like time? It's starting or to... is it only because it's World Pride and it's organized in New York? No, or they've happen... been happening. The past few years, several things have happened. In D.C., there was a group called No Justice, No Pride that protested the march, the presence of police and military uh, organizations in the march. Uh, there's one. There was one in Columbus, o Ohio, mm -hmm. uh, Toronto, a bunch of places, even in overseas in Europe too. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Yep. Jeremy. So we were saying, like, you're happy you're here at the Queer Liberation March. Yes. Like, why? Tell me why. 
Uh, I'll, I'll say three, three reasons. The first reason is uh, I want to show up for the marginalized people in the queer community right now, especially uh, trans people, but especially trans people of color. They don't get enough attention um, in the, the regular Pride Parade, and they definitely don't get enough attention or respect in, in the queer community in general. So that's the first reason I'm here. The second reason I'm here um, is to find solidarity with other uh, groups that are here representing other marginalized people. So immigrants, refugees, women, um, all of those groups are also joining us here at the March. And um, again, I think it's really important to show support uh, for not only the queer community, but the other marginalized communities that, um, that are here. And the last reason is that I think that uh, gay men, specifically white cis gay men, need a reminder that Pride was started by a trans woman of color and that Pride is more than getting drunk at a bar or marching in a parade. It's about solidarity and it's about fighting back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I get it. I get it. And and I'm, to be honest, I'm really surprised by how big is this march. Like, I, I knew it was going to happen and I planned on coming here, but it's really way bigger than I thought it would ever be. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's resonating with the community. It, it is, and I think um, it was really a grassroots movement. You know, I wasn't involved in organizing the march, but I've been following it since it started. And um, I think for several weeks, uh, people weren't really sure how big it was going to be. So I'm, I'm with you. I think it's really great to see everybody out here. Do you, do you think you'll go to the, to the parade, to the, like, I guess the other parade? Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, but... Um, Maybe, maybe not. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with celebration, right? Celebration and community and, and fellowship is really important. Um, but this year, especially in New York City, because it's World Pride, um, everyone has slapped a rainbow on everything. And, and so um, I think the symbolism of it and, and the spirit of the march has really been lost this year. So I'm not going to begrudge anyone attending the main Pride Parade. I think that's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Um, but I also want to be more conscious about my participation this year. So that's why I'm in this one. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks. We did end up going to both parades. It was a great experience. We hope to talk about that soon on an episode. Just kind of give a recap. Here's some sounds for the, from the raid. Let's chat up. I love you, darling. Welcome to the 50th anniversary of Pride, everyone. We're basically dancing and partying on this float, and it is insane. It's been like a three-hour party, and we just got rolling. Yeah, we're marching. We're on a float with Tadab NYC. I don't know if you can hear me. We're so damn busy. It's surreal. It's surreal. Yeah, it is. What do you think so far? Um, so much energy and I love the melting pot. 
of the group that we had. And we don't even need to march. So true. Yeah. Well, that was our collage from Fried, and I hope you really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. You can contact us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com or contact Ahmed at thequeerarabsinarabic at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at thequeerarabs, and our website is thequeerarabs.com. Thank you all again.